single-handedly broke up my marriage. You're an awful person. You're 24 years old. Why would I listen to you? Why would you be giving therapy and advice to people who clearly need it? It doesn't make any sense, Ari. This is a horrible idea. You're listening to you're listening to unlicensed, 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 unlicensed therapy with Ari Mendes. You just got back from Skankfest. Just got back, from Skankfest. and you had a great time. I did. Was it as good as when Woke Festival did we do together? Um, the Big Pine Comedy Big Pine, Festival. Yeah. Was it as good as that one? It was even better. Better than Big Pine? Yes. All right. If you say so, I'll take your word for it. Well, I do say so. <laughs> What was better about it specifically? Um, there were more people there, and we had like a hotel room. We weren't uh, we weren't staying in. Uh, do you remember the housing we had at Big Pine? Oh yeah, a lot of people had shared bedrooms and Sh- stuff. Not just shared bedrooms. It was like hostel. There was like uh, eight be- eight beds in like a room, like eight like bunk beds, or right? Like four bunk beds, and, and that sadly enough is more than a lot of festivals provide too. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of festivals where you pay money to submit, you get in, then you have to pay for your flight, yeah, and hotel yep. and everything. Yeah, so you basically spend a a thousand dollars to go do a couple of shows. Yeah, which is uh, would you still do that at this know. point in your life? Uh, I'd do it. Yeah, I'd pay ten thousand dollars <laughs> for to do Big Pine. <laughs> I'd pay ten thousand dollars to do Big Pine. Did you try to do Big Pine this year? Are you doing Big Pine this year? I've sent ten thousand dollars. I don't. They haven't gotten back to me. Wow! They just took your money and ran. Yeah. Wow. Um. So when you do did Skankfest, did you go solo? Did you do it with Jeremiah? Did you do stand up? Did you do music? What did you do? I played a couple of songs before Kill Tony, um, and I. It's hard to turn because because uh, it's my mouth is going. Yeah, off it's the, not the most natural interview setup. Well, it's just it's only if, if only I could rotate this thing. You can't. You can't, right? Okay, but you know what I'm saying. Right? Yeah, I'm gonna work on it. Okay, it's this place <laughs> is a work in progress. Yeah, I'm actually moving locations because this is about as hot as I think we could be able to bear. This and it's only hot. but it's only gonna get hotter. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's there's no air just conditioning. The energy in here. in here, the chemistry. <laughs> me, you, Marco. Yeah, there's three men in here, three hot men. Three hot men with very lights. small with very small ball sacks. Mine's actually large. I have a varicose vein on my left testicle, mm-hmm. which makes it a little bigger and saggier. That's gross. I mean, you wouldn't only I know because I felt them. You can't even see it. Yeah, I just I, I'm only I'm not even I don't even find it that gross. But I'm just speaking as like as if I'm a listener or something. Like that's, well, that's I apologize to all listeners that were grossed out by that, but I want you guys to know the real information about myself. And if I'm being real, I have a varicose vein on my left testicle. There, I said it. Yeah. What about you? Any varicose veins? I'm not exactly sure what a varicose vein is. You don't know is. what a varicose vein is? Have you ever seen kind of like an older man that has a vein going down the back of his leg? Uh, yes, a big vein. Yeah, that's like a varicose vein. Back of their legs. You know what I'm talking about? That big vein on an older man's yeah, calf I know what muscle. You're talking about. I'm not a retard. Well, not, I don't know. Anyway, that's a varicose vein. Sorry for saying the word retard. And you could get varicose veins. It's most common in the leg, but you can get them anywhere, and they're not always in old men. So my dad, for example, I think it's, I got it from my dad. He had one in his leg, his hand. 
Those are the only ones I know about that he had. He didn't have one on the he. he I did don't think one. he went, had one on the testicle, <laughs> but he got his removed. He got you can get surgery. Yeah. And mine, I think, is on my left testicle. Yeah. At first, when I discovered it, I thought I might have testicular cancer, because I was like, "What is this thing right here?" And I always felt it, and I was kind of too. Sh- shy and scared to tell people because it's just kind of embarrassing that the things on your nutsack yeah but you know enough time passed and i was like i need to tell someone about this yeah. like what if it I is cancer tell someone so that i have a varicose vein yeah coursing well i know it was a varicose vein i thought it could have been testicular but cancer my scrotum yeah i thought i had scrotum cancer so one day i remember i don't remember how old i was but i was young and i built up the courage and i told my parents hey i think i need to go see a doctor there's something on my testicle and your parents said they said okay yeah let's get you a a doctor's appointment yeah and then funny enough they forgot we never scheduled the doctor's but i never i still to this day have not seen a doctor for it but i did enough home research with the internet and stuff and i found out it's fairly common yeah and it's not testicular cancer it's a varicose vein i mean you dodged a bullet there yeah i'd say so thank god Mm-hmm. You can usually self-diagnose, you know, something. Yeah, I think I'd self-diagnose well. And I've never had, you may be thinking out of there, that's gross. It must, you can't see it. You can only feel it with your hands. I've never had a single female address it. I mean, maybe they're just being nice, but I don't think they noticed. So I've gotten lucky. You can, how's everything else? Last time I was, uh, we really hung out was probably Big, Big Pine. Pine. And we've seen each other since, but that was like the last time we really bonded. And you had a living girlfriend at that time. Uh huh. Do you have? I know you're not with the same girl. Do you have a different girlfriend now? Mm-hmm. Do you love her? Yeah. How long have you been going out for? Um, I I met her at Big Pine. It's that same girl. Yeah. No way. Yeah. But she wasn't. A, she is a comedian. or She's not. She's not a comedian. She was an audience member. No, she was an audience member. Yeah. And she lived there, and now she lives in LA with you. Mm-hmm. To this day. To this day. So in a way. Big Pine was better than Skank Fest. <laughs> when you really think about it. Yeah. You didn't find love at Skank Fest? No. Maybe Big Pine was worse for comedy, but it was better for love. Flagstaff is a magical city. Yeah. Wow, that's wild. So how long have you been together then? Um, I guess like we've been, it's been official for like a little over a year, like wow. a year, year, a couple months. Do you see yourself spending the rest of your life with her? Um, I do. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's hard, it's hard for guys to Is it? answer that question. Yeah. yeah Have know. you ever felt that? Yeah. I've had that feeling before. And then you're not it together anymore. It, yeah. Right? It didn't work out, but I had, but at the time, yeah. the, if you had asked me in the moment of being with that person, I'd say, yeah, I could see it happening. Yeah. That's usually how it goes, right? What? Uh, you know, like most relationships don't work out. But in the peak of them, you go, oh, yeah, this is going to work out great. This is kind of a downer. I'm talking about your relationship. Like, I'm telling you, your relationship's not going to work out. I'm just saying, statistically speaking, your relationship probably isn't going to work out. But I hope it does. Sort of a, is that a dagger spot? through the heart. Yeah. Is that a soft Am I the first? Is this the first time you ever thought about that? Well, it's just sort of a dagger through the heart. So. I didn't mean. It's all right. I like didn't mean. I didn't mean hearts. to make I mean, it. Some people like stabbing people. I didn't hearts. mean to. You know, me, I like. 
I didn't mean to say it like that. Good. You know, I like. Yeah, you have this I new like, positive mantra. Yeah, a new positive mantra. Tell so, tell me about your new positive mantra. Um. Well, I already told you about it. Yeah, but so, that was off the air. But it was. Still, I already told you about it, so it can't be as. I good forgot it though. I can't be as good. I forgot what it was. It again. It's almost superfluous to say it again. Almost I act. Forced, I legitimately can't remember exactly what it was. Said it again. Yeah, but I legitimately can't even remember it. Well, I legitimately. You okay? Fine. I was. It was. Um. <sighs> fuck. It was. Uh. Don't be a douchebag. Okay, I like that. Um. Which I have to remind myself every five seconds. Uh. Just be like, are you acting like a douchebag? And then just be like, okay. Okay. Do you, you find know, your natural instinct is to go to being a douchebag? I think that comes from fear. You know. Yeah. Um, don't be a douchebag. Uh, you don't have to impress them. They have to impress you. I like that too. And that's my girlfriend's, uh, 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 okay. So one of the three you got from your girlfriend. Yeah. Nice. And then, uh, the other one is you can't fuck it up. This applies to, uh, being creative. This applies to, um, social situations. Um, it's, it's a, it's a combatant against fear. If you think, well, I can't fuck this up, then, uh, you can't fuck it up even if you can fuck it up if you're if you're at least approaching it as you can't fuck it up then it eliminates uh, some of the fear and you can actually perhaps relax right even if you cannot turn your brain off i love it i mean i think the first two especially are great the third one i think is positive and a good thing to tell yourself even though you definitely could fuck things up still well i guess the the third one originated, I, I moved it into social situations because it started as a creative mantra. It started as when, before going on stage? No. It oh. started before like uh, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm recording a take, if I'm playing music, okay. if I have a song that I'm recording and you go in, I recently I've started putting a lot of, pre- the, the past few years I've done a number on my psyche. So I used, where I used to just not question myself, I started questioning myself. So I'd get on the mics and I'd, I'd hear myself in the headphones and I'd start playing and I'd start, I'd stop being me. I'd stop, I'd stop, I'd stop making choices. And it felt like everything, every choice that I made, like singing, like if I was going to be like, it'd be like on the first day of, on the first day of May, I was broken as broken a man as any man could ever be. It'd been three days since she and I had spoken. I think she hates me or that's how it seems. It felt like every decision I made was the wrong one. So I started, I, I got in my head. Oh, yeah, just overanalyzing. So the, my, the theory of you can't fuck it up is it didn't exist before. You're making you didn't something, need it. You're, yeah. you're making something. You're making something that didn't literally exist. So just the fact that you're making it, you can't fuck it up. What's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? You're oh, editing something, yeah. it's bad. What, yeah. Big deal. Big deal. It, it didn't exist. At least you're making it. What do you think caused your brain to start thinking that way? To start getting kind of over analyzy uh, and negative? Is I it mean, success? Lo- Is it? Yeah, it's it's huge catas- You know what huge, I mean? Uh, I mean, you've had little successes. Success. Is it was it little successes? Was it what what do you think caused it? Um, I would say a lot of it would be um I can't attribute it just to the comedy store. I can attribute it to um just uh comedy, uh pursuing comedy uh So other people tribu- watching. Um, I can attribute it to um just not other people. It's myself. It's my own problem. But it was where the fear was, what are, is someone else going to listen to this and not like it? Was that it? Of the fear of in, while I'm singing? Uh, the, you, you said 
as you're recording originally, you would start to overanalyze things and be like, while question playing, your decisions yeah, while you're playing. While I'm playing, be like, oh, don't do, like I, I just that it just doesn't sound right. Where before everything when I when I was when I was. Uh, but I'm wondering if you know younger, what caused singing, yourself to start getting older. Getting older. Just getting older. Okay, so life becomes more complicated the older you get. When it when you just I me personally I think more. Uh, I I like there's more going on in my brain. Yeah. Um. So like like y- ignorance is bliss. You're too dumb to even worry about the fact that you only have this much time uh, to record this or it's not sounding right. You just go and you just go and do it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then and then also yeah, just wanting it to sound a certain way. Like that's why that's why a lot of artists. I mean musicians and I think comedians have trouble staying staying remaining funny with their like specials you know yeah the specials drop off um and uh musicians you know with with albums you have you get you get older and 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 you start to like like bob dylan would uh, would record and as as he moved through the decades um you realize that you can write he can you can write a song and then you can record it a million different ways you can you can you can make the tempo you can make the tempo go you can make the tempo go fast. On the first day of May, I was broken, as broken a man as any man could ever be. Or you could be like, on the first day of May, I was broken. Right, there's some decision. And you're questioning everything. And you and then especially what happens if you're if you're when you just get older, you have more you have more resources, you have less time, you have more things going on in your life, aka relationships, aka a job, aka family. AKA all that stuff. And so you're uh, like, you're like, um, if, if you're, if you're like, okay, so I want to record this song. I could put violin on it. I could put keyboards on it. I could try keyboards on it. I could get somebody else to play keyboards on it. Um, we could, um, I could have my friends sing vocals on it. Um, I could record it at home. I could record it at this studio. I could record it at this other studio. I, I could, could do it live. It. There's so many, yeah. And uh, yeah, it just becomes you become you you become less. Con- I become became less confident in my choices, yeah. and a lot of that was uh, yeah, a lot of that was just feeling like, just feeling like the the uh, the external forces that I was uh, feeling because the the world has gotten. I mean, the world was always scary to me. Is the world scary to you? Yeah, certain days are scarier than others. Certain things are scarier than others. But yeah, the world's a scary place for sure. You know, you have to deal with judgment. You have to deal with self-judgment. You have to deal with change and new situations. Those are all scary things. Strangers. Yeah, and not knowing where you spiders. stand. Not knowing. Biters. Spiders. I thought you said biters. <laughs> biters, too. That's scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone could walk in here at any moment. <laughs> like, Marco could bite us. Well, I was thinking more biters, like, in the hip-hop style. Like, biting my style. Oh, do you have that fear that someone might rip off no, something? No. That's People, actually I've, one of my not something I really think about. It's same here, but I've I've been told like, oh, you got to protect your melody. Somebody's going to steal your melodies because they're so catchy. Um, you got like, yeah, but it's it's like that's irrelevant, you know? Just yeah, that's. I feel like when that problem happens, I'll worry about it. Yeah, but that's not. Really yeah, it's something. not a real problem yet. And even if it was, it's almost a good problem. Yeah, I think I'd be if someone was steal literally stealing my jokes wasn't parallel thought i'm like oh that guy's doing my act like that's kind of flattering yeah he needs to stop but yeah it's flattering i I mean i think it's so funny i think that all the drama with joke stealing and all that all that stuff i don't know it's it's almost like we have nothing better to do right it's like 90 percent of the time 
no one's no one's trying to steal from each other most of the time. Yeah. Like maybe Carlos Mencia was there's exceptions. And even still, how big of a moral issue is it? Uh I think if someone actually is purposefully stealing someone else's jokes, I mean, the, it's not on the top of the list of moral problems that the world needs to conquer. Yeah. It's but wrong. it is morally wrong. wrong. You think yeah. it's wrong? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've always, you know, because it conflicts with the maxim, and I love maxims because they're they're all true. Um, What's maxim? Um, a, a maxim is like a, a like a saying, like a uh, like a like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. You okay. know, like you can teach your kids whatever you want to do, but they're gonna do their own thing. You know, just or like um, like uh, so so the maxim is good artists borrow, great artists steal. And time and time again, I mean, if you look at Bob Dylan, um, he literally, he literally would uh, write his own lyrics to uh, folk songs that other people were playing in the clubs. So it's just some guy, like like a guy like uh, Ramblin' Jack Elliott, he'd see like playing a song. And, and then steal the melody? Yeah, he'd steal the melody, write his own words, and uh, play it his way, and it would be a thousand <laughs> times better. That makes me like him so much less, knowing he did that. I mean, but if you look at if you look at art in general, you know, I mean, if you look at the world of art, that's. I, I think know. there's a difference between someone who's influenced by something, but that, and someone who steals something. That's the tradition of that's the tradition of music. That's the tradition of uh, folk music. You know, if you like like hip hop's built on mm-hmm. samples. You know, you're taking other people's art, something else that they've made, and you are literally stealing it. And then you are putting it in your own song, and you're making your own song using other people's. But that, art. it's more accepted in that field because that's what people do. But this is folk songs, so these. Okay, right. so so what about Randall Jack Elliot? He wasn't playing originals. He was he was playing covers. So he was so the guy that Bob Dylan was stealing from was actually doing his own version of a song that may have been around for a hundred years before that. Well, let me ask you this: Was Rambling Jack Elliot? Is that his name? Yeah. Was he, during that time when Bob Dylan was a huge sensation, yeah. was Rambling Jack Elliott going around saying, he's stealing my melodies? Not, Not really. Cool. He didn't care. Not really. If he didn't care, then I don't think it's it's bad. But if you look at the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, I mean, if you look at if you look at music, it's by and large, you know, it's it's sort of like, I th- it, it, it calls into question, I mean, you know, stealing somebody's jokes, it's like, it's like, it's like that, that calls into question. I saw Gilbert Godfrey this weekend at Skankfest. And um, and I and I saw him. Uh, he did a joke that I had heard um, the the great Super Dave Osborne, Bob Einstein, do. And I had seen him. I seen a YouTube clip, and I watched both YouTube clips of Gilbert Gottfried and Bob Einstein telling the same joke. Now, were they stealing from each other? Did they did they write that joke? Is it you know? There's the exact. I same wish joke. I could find out. Yeah, the joke is um, if you want to look it up, it's uh, it's it's about a. Okay, it's like it's like a kid. Uh, a kid walks into uh, walks into his parents. Uh, he hears noises coming from his parents' bedroom. He walks in, and they're you know they're having sex, and um, and the dad is you know wearing a cowboy hat and uh, and chaps, and the mom's in a cheerleading outfit, and uh, the kid's horrified. Uh, so then later later uh, later that evening. Uh, the dad walks down the hall and he hears noises coming from his son's room and he walks in and the kid is um, banging his grandma and uh, <laughs> and the kid looks at the dad and he says not so funny when it's your mother is it <laughs> see that to me I bet you neither of them wrote that joke exactly yeah so who wrote 
who wrote any of these premises in comedy there it's like dude i hear the same joke how many times have i heard um have i heard the joke um i'm trying to think of like a standard a standard joke here's one uh i told my dad i wanted to be an actor he said it's pronounced doctor (laughs) i've heard like every asian or indian comic do an iteration of that joke yeah but I think it comes still comes down to intent, though. If a comedian is on stage telling a joke and they know okay, that they so, ripped that joke off. So another maxim would be, let, uh, let he without sin cast the first stone, judge not lest ye be judged. So you're judging someone else's intent. So there's really only, there's really only one person who knows the intent. You know, Carlos Mencia, there's only one, there's only one guy who knows the intent. And you can, I'm not saying malicious behavior isn't, isn't rampant. Yeah, but... The difference is he had, what, 10, however many comedians coming out saying he knowingly ripped off my bit. It's not like, you know, you pick another comedian. Let's just pick Dane Cook, for example. He's been accused of taking a joke maybe like once or twice. So it's not like a th- common thing. Not not everyone's running around going, Dane Cook's stealing my jokes. Yes. But Carlos Mencia, everyone was saying, he took my joke, he took my joke, he took so you could kind of gather. I don't know. There's a difference. A You're big right. difference to me. You're right. Yeah. Also, so here's my other thing: is when mm-hmm. people are arguing, um, is that both people are right. So, so you're always. There's, a, there's got to yeah, well, be a wrong. Both but people have a. Both people both have. Both people an are right. They're just stating their opinions, and right. those opinions are in are in are in conflict with each other. Right. Um, so like, so like you're right. Also, I still believe that good artists borrow, great artists steal. Yeah. That's fine. I guess we can agree to uh, disagree. Yeah, agree to disagree, but I'm not even disagreeing with you. You're right. There's something, there's something wrong with, with that, with that pattern of behavior. But again, let's judge not, lest ye be judged. And Carlos Mencia was a great artist. What can I say? He was a great artist. And there you go. One of the greats. I don't think he'll go down as one of the greats because of the whole stealing thing. I'm being sarcastic. Oh, yeah. You know I'm being sarcastic when I said that? I'm bad at identifying. I was being very sarcastic. I'm bad at identifying. uh, uh, Carlos Mencia um, is not one of the greats. Not one of the greats. Um, It goes George Carlin, um, the Marx Brothers. um, I bet you some people would say. Cat Williams is one of the greats. Um, Some people would say Carlos Mencia is one of the greats. Well, they're not very smart and they have poor taste but that's my opinion so i'm right and then they're also right you understand he is yeah. one of the greats to them he's one of the greats so mm-hmm. we're both right we're not arguing yeah i think jamie kennedy is one of the greats that's one that a lot of people would disagree with me on. is it because you physically resemble jamie kennedy you think i do i wonder that's my other theory i've never heard that before no i don't think that's why i said that i also think Dice I like clay Bob. yeah is one of the greats and a lot of people don't wouldn't agree with me there oh we were my my girlfriend and i were having a conversation about dice clay today oh what was your guys's okay well i don't want to say it because uh because um yeah i i don't want i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to bet i already said cosmos isn't one of the greats that's enough bad you don't like dice no i i i'm i like dice oh your girlfriend does i i love i love dice's show uh uh, dice okay, so on you like time. It. Your girlfriend does not like dice. Um, the day the laughter died is like, a, a, you know, horrible to listen to, but it's 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 way it's 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 funny. It's compelling. It's 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 got it's got an element that uh, a lot of comedy doesn't have because a lot of comedy is just sort of like hemming and hawing. You know, it's not people aren't really uh, 
saying anything. And even if, regardless of if you agree with what he's saying, he's at least, he's a character. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. To me, it's satirical. So when I see him up on stage calling a girl a pig, for example. Yes. A lot of people today would go, he's dated, he's not funny. But to me, he's making fun of someone who would say that. Okay, that's so that uh, you're right, and um, also, I have found in being around comedians for the better part of ten years uh-huh. um, that they're not so much doing an act, and they're not so much telling jokes. They're pretty much saying what they think. All of them. Uh, I I think there's I think there's that that element is there you know I think there's you know like so so Louis C.K.'s joke um, think when I think about like sometimes I think about like comedians and who has memorable material because I'm interested in that like that yeah. to, that to me makes makes some someone a good comedian yeah when you leave repeating a joke when or you, you want to hear that something. same joke again yeah like George Carlin would open his open his special with saying you ever notice how uh, how all the uh, all the what is it can't remember it what do you say was it like you ever notice how uh all the people who are uh anti-abortion are people you would never want to fuck in the first place <laughs> i don't know if it's the anti i don't know if i got the the topic right but like okay so like so like louis ck to me i remember one joke that louis ck has ever done and it is um how long did it between after 9 11 how long did it take you to jack off and louis ck said between tower for me it was between tower one and tower two <laughs> And that is his. That is my, the joke that's stuck with me. Now, if I think about, if I think about, you know, a lot of, if I think about Mitch Hedberg or a lot of, a lot of, I, I don't know, Woody Allen, like guys that I like because I'm more of a literary type. Um, they have they have quotable lines. So that's that's the that's the one Woody that's the one Louis C.K. joke that is that stuck strikes me as memorable. And interestingly enough, what is his problem? It's jacking off. <laughs> so he's he's actually telling you a lot more about himself than you would ever think you would think ah he's joking but you know so dice i think you know the amount that, to which he's joking is uh, very debatable i could agree with that it's debatable was brody doing a bit which bit what not in, just in in life you'd be like oh this guy's joking around on stage when he's yelling oh at not me i knew i knew him more more exactly more than that. he was not he was not doing a bit but i think ironic ironic racism uh, told by told by like in an ironic tone told by a stand-up is it you know there's 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 real racism there i think that's debatable i think it depends on who and depends on the joke but there's somewhere somewhere there is real it's real somewhere you know let he without sin cast the first stone the reason why i'm arguing with you on this is as because I'm biblical as if i'm a good guy no the reason i'm arguing with you on this is because i have a lot of jokes that are very uh, satirical. So it hits a home. It hits close. And yeah, it hits close. I'm like, not attacking you. No, I know you're not. But I have, for example, a very sexist joke mm. where I say uh, my my sexist joke is I like to cook dinner for women. Some people think that women belong in the kitchen, that they should be cooking dinner for us. I don't agree. I don't believe that. I think women are worse at everything. I don't want them to fuck dinner up, too. <laughs> okay funny joke right yes. does well yes i don't think women are worse at everything that's yeah 
yeah, it's a joke. So where's the, it's, I guess, I guess that's the thing that's so, that's a, that's what I'm talking about. As you get older, life becomes more complicated. I think where, women are worse at most things. Okay. Well, you're just but not continuing everything. the joke, but, but so yeah, like I have, you know, yeah, I've, I have all these jokes that like, yeah. And, and I'm like, how much, you know, I don't know. I have a joke that goes, you know, I always considered my dad a winner and you know, maybe it's because he beat my mom. Did he? No. See? Not to my knowledge. See, there you go. You just contradicted your own theory. You're right. All right. Hell yeah. One to one or one to one on fights. On disagreements, I'd say. That was a fight. Arguments. Arguments. Verbal argument. Have you ever, uh, when was the last physical fight you've been in? Um, I got punched in the face when I was 16. Your last fight was at age 16? Yeah. That's pretty cool. When was yours? Uh, I've already told this story on the podcast, but it was like a month ago. But my <laughs> last fight before that was when I was 16. It was a month ago? Yeah. A month ago before that, 16. Did Was it? Did, uh, it was from doing a joke. Really? Yeah. A guy. A guy. Uh, it was in New York City. A girl got offended. I cussed her out from stage. Then a guy came up. Her husband came up to me yeah. after the show. And poured wine over my head. Okay. And then what? And so I had to fight him because... Did you like throw a punch at him? Yeah, I threw a punch and choked him because I when he poured wine over my head, I kind of lost it. And also I had the thought, like, I have to hit this guy. He poured wine over my head. Right, right. Sometimes you behave because you think that's the way you're supposed to react. That's my brain. My brain goes, oh, this is how you're supposed to react like this, even if it's organic or not. So I end up faking myself this i think was real but it was also the thought did cross my head like oh i have to hit him yeah he's 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 making me i don't want to hit this guy but if you pour a man over another man if you pour (laughs) wine over another man's head yeah which is not legal in georgia is that true no i'm just kidding oh it might not be i think it could be considered assault do you have any issues in your life that you would like help with that I could fix? Because since we've uh, since Big Pine, twenty sixteen or whatever year that was, I've actually become an expert in everything. Really? Yeah, that's and very interesting. Yeah, and I could help you. Okay. With any issues you have in your life, if you have anything going on. Well, you know, I mean, a lot of people have issues. I have issues that are perhaps too too much to talk about and there's too much to talk about you know pick one that we could talk about what's what's an issue that i have that we can talk about yeah what's something you want to improve in your life um well i mean really if we're being serious i don't really like the world and i don't really like uh being alive and i don't really uh are you suicidal uh i don't know what to do it's like it's like it's like I'm not really uh not really a fan of this whole life. Uh, life thing, you know. There's there's too much going on. Now, is this all the time or are there moments where you're like I'm feeling good and then There's moments, but it's always in the back of my head. It's always like it's always like uh I don't know, it's sort of an everything is meaningless, life is meaningless type thing. So maybe you need a more of a purpose. I mean, I mean, yeah, that, but, but so, so my, yeah, the, the, the problem is, is that, is that, is what, what's the purpose if it's not bringing uh, another human 
into the world or raising it, raising it, raising a kid. Maybe it's adopting. But would you ever do that? I guess I would adopt. I don't know about having a kid. I would like to, but at the same time, I'm so ambivalent about this world and the heat and the... the when you say heat, do you mean global warming? I or? mean global warming yeah. and uh, yeah, just, just the feeling of... Uh, so you do believe in world. global warming? Yes, I believe in you're global not, warming. You're not a global warming denier. I'm not a global warming denier. I, I know a few. It. Do you know any? Well, are there any global warming deniers do, in your life? Don't talk of, we, not that I've you never, know of. Not that I know of. They're out there, dude. They're still there. <laughs> <laughs> I I met two this weekend. Didn't even know. And then it came up. I told them that I, I stopped eating red meat. Okay. I still eat a little red meat, but I tried not to because of the Leonardo DiCaprio documentary. And they're like, oh, that's bullshit, dude. You could eat meat. I'm like, no. Like, have you watched it? And they're like, I don't need to. It's bullshit. That's what they said. Maybe made me feel bad. Well, you know, they're right and you're right. The Leonardo DiCaprio documentary is very likely, you know, full of horseshit. You think? I don't. Um, maybe not the maybe not the the science behind it, but just the the Leonardo DiCaprio telling me how to live in regards to I mean, one he's just specific narrator. cherry picked aspect. He's of the narrator life. of it because that's the other thing. The world is so complicated that you can literally par- cherry pick things. So every everything you choose to do is like cherry picking. I'm going to do this. I'm going to care about this. I'm going to live my life in this specific way whilst uh, turning a blind eye to, uh, you know, trillions of other things. Right. There's a yin and the yang to everything. There's a yin and a yang to everything. Here's what I think you should do to give yourself a little purpose to make yourself feel better about life. I don't think you're actually going to do it, but here's what I think you should do. Okay. I think one day a week, yes, you should force yourself to do a community service That's, of some sort. You know, my help the homeless. Said that. It, you're not gonna like it. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you you're gonna enjoy it. No, doing something for other people. But yeah. if you do something for someone who's in a real bad place, yeah, whether they're homeless, whether they're disabled, whatever it is, if you're if you help these people for one day and I think you're going to, it'll make the rest of your days feel a lot better. Yeah. What about you? Do you, uh, have you ever taken yourself up on your advice? Well, I have done community service before for sure. Several, a lot of some of mandatory, some of it not mandatory, but I don't have the same issue as you. I don't hate the world. It's not so much that I hate the world. The world feels like a game with too many options you're like building your you're building you're like selecting your player and selecting your equipment and right. uh, building your thing and, and and going up and saying hi choosing the the hi how are you what's up like whatever speech bubble you want to choose at any at any point um you want know, to do like, community service together oh, that'd be fun yeah would you actually do it i'd do it yeah yeah i'd do it one time one time okay <laughs> yeah so we I have can to commit find, to one time. And I'm not talking about like serving turkey at the Laugh Factory. We got to do like a real. What is what are the options? What, what what can we do? We could. I don't know. Do you want to start small or go big? Uh, to me, like starting small would be like we could go pick up trash at the beach. That would be like a small community service. That would I'd be do better. That, yeah. Or we could go big. We can go to a homeless shelter and do something there. We could go to a crack den and help do, them out. 
do what at the crack den? I'm, I met one guy who people, like family members, would get him to go get their loved ones and rescue them from crack. Like, check them in a rehab. And stuff. Yeah, I don't feel... I see, now that's that's something where I feel like my intervention uh, is is dangerous. My intervention could... It could cause more ripples. I don't exactly know what I'm doing. I'm unqualified, unlicensed for that sort of... Got it. See, I am too, but I would still like to do it. I, I would... I think picking up trash at the beach sounds nice. Okay, so you want to do the, the trash pickup? Can't hurt anything there, you know? Also, I have a problem. My One of my issues about being alive is you come into contact with so many people and you have an effect on... I have an effect on other people's lives that I come into contact with. And it's a lot of pressure. And I would rather not... I would rather almost be a ghost. You could probably do that if you wanted to. You could just... Drop out of society? Or yeah, you could kind of just stay in your apartment a lot more. Uh, break up with your girlfriend. Don't talk to any of your friends. Kind of just leave to eat keep to yourself wear sunglasses and a hat just have the least amount of interaction you possibly can you'd basically be a ghost at that point yeah yeah there's it's still it's still you know it's i'm already i'm already in too deep with my family i'm in too deep with my friends and too deep with my girlfriend yeah but you get a clean break from them all they'd get over it after a little bit and then you could be a ghost from then on out that see that doesn't seem sound like an answer to me. That doesn't sound like a that's that doesn't sound like a solution. I don't think you should do this. No, I don't it think it's like that, a miserable lifestyle. No, yeah, this is a bad idea, but I'm just saying you could if that's really what you want. If you really want to live like a ghost, you could. I don't. I I but but do you do you see my um yeah, what I, do you see what I, what I'm trying to say? Yeah, about that you that you're analyzing your effect on others about when you interact with about them. yeah, it's like it's like like you may whatever whatever your intentions are whatever you may think you're doing good you may think you're you're talking you're just like oh starting a conversation with somebody you may think you're you're uh you're getting in i don't know inviting somebody to do something or getting involved with someone's life and it's like i the 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 fear part the fear part of me thinks that it's like it's like uh it's like like maybe they'd be better off without me. maybe you should go to your third mantra you can't fuck it up you can't fuck it up Maybe that's what that needs. You know, it's true. Cause, but I get what you're saying. Because that's also true. You can't... Yeah, sorry. Um, well, what I, I was just going to say, I went and saw Imagine Dragon in concert a year ago. Dragons, plural. Imagine Dragons. I apologize to them. And their lead singer... They were fire. They did great. They're musically. But they kept interrupting their songs to talk about mental health. And it pissed me off. Yeah. That's all I was going to say. Because it's about... It's about it's about them living their avatar, saying what they think people want to hear. It's not, could be something that's a deeply concerning issue for them. It well, might be, but I didn't want to hear it. Yeah. So it made me think like. But everything I've said to, to, tonight today is is like in the same vein. It's like it's like like I'm like I'm talking from the mountaintop with some sort of some sort of uh, unearned wisdom or like passing like you know it's equally arrogant. There's no. Yeah, no but these are just issues that you think about. It's not issues, and people could shut this off. You're n- it's not in front of a live audience. Yeah. People could shut this off. This was in front of thousands of people. We couldn't, we'd have to leave the venue that we paid for. So yeah. it was, felt different. Felt yeah. like he forced me to listen to his speech on mental health, and I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Well, that's how I felt doing uh, music at comedy venues for years. And I think that led me to feel uncertain about myself, as I felt like I was forcing my 
forcing everyone to watch and listen to something, sit there and listen like hostages to something they didn't want to. Now, did you feel to. that way even if you had a good set or did you only feel that way if you had a bad set? Um, it's, it's, I guess it's more like a, it's more like the, the scenario. If, if, if I was, if I was brought, if I was, if I went, I didn't do that many shows where I was like in the middle of a stand-up show where it's like where, uh, you know, you go up and then I go up and we're in the middle of a showcase show with everybody doing 10 minutes. It's like, it's like if everybody's doing 10 minutes, I didn't feel that. I didn't feel that bad. But if I'm just doing like my scenario of performing, I did, I did a lot, which was, um, going up cold in the beginning, going up cold. Yeah. Performing, performing before, before two other shows, roast battle and, uh, kill Tony. And, uh, I'm not, I'm not part of the, I'm, it's like, oh, now we got to sit and watch this. Right. And it makes you feel like, uh, like you're like, it made me feel like I'm forcing. Dude, that cold open spot. That's hard. Always. Even if you're on the show going up first on a show. Oh, it's always a little rough because people aren't ready. Yeah. And then if you do it and they're expecting and they're just like, why, what do you want? What do you want me to do? Is that why you you stopped doing doing those shows? Um, is that why you stopped doing those cold open spots? Yeah, kind of. It just felt like, I felt like, uh, just, it's just unwanted and, uh, like, yeah, like, like holding, holding the audience hostage. And, um, I know that my art is, um, better than that. And so it's, it's, it's underserved by going up giving right myself this mind fuck and uh and playing it in a perhaps inappropriate setting i think you're right i think it comes to a point in every uh young comedian's career where they go hey i'm not hosting anymore not everyone but almost everyone's career for for me uh i in 2019 i stopped i only will i'll host if a comedy club booker asked me to but if any other show says, will you host a show? I say, uh, I'd rather do a spot. Or if it's Ari's apartment show. Or if it's Ari, that's true. Or if it's Ari's apartment show, my show I'll host. But every other show, they go, hey, w- would you mind hosting? And I go, yeah, I don't really want to host. So this is another thing that became more complicated. Uh, being a comedian, I don't even consider myself a comedian. So I'm like, I don't, I don't, it's, it's like there's stand-up. Sometimes I do stand-up, but I'm not really doing it. So I'm like... So I'm trying to approach it to be like, okay, I'm not a comedian. I'm not a musician. I'm not an actor. Definitely. I'm not uh, a writer. Um, I'm just me or like, as opposed to being, I'm all of these things just be like, I'm just me. And so because I'm me and because it's, it's, uh, it's not in one box. Um, I'm trying to figure out where I can go and how I can, where I can, where I can, where I can fit. Um, and I've had, uh, years, the past few years of experience of feeling like I didn't fit, even if it's, even if it's in my head, at least enough to like, be like, well, I gotta like, I gotta like be myself. But then at the same time I lose energy because I'm like, who fucking cares? Life is meaningless. I've already, I've already written. Like I used to think when I was writing songs, um, probably like five years ago I'd, I'd be writing songs and i'd be like i'd be like why am i writing this i'm never going to record it it's <laughs> never going anywhere i it, and it'd be and, it, and i'd probably probably a good song yeah but i I'd, I'd literally i'd be like i'd be like i'd be like i don't need i've got you know because i have a lot of songs already 
have like a lot of songs. Yeah. Um, Reagan and Watkins alone has like 45, <laughs> has like 45 songs. Right. Okay. And then my solo songs, I have a lot of songs. But that's, so I think, the probably point? what makes you not, not, that's probably what makes you good. And scripts. Can we talk about scripts? I went to school at USC for screenwriting. Oh, I struggle with that with scripts. I'll I start have, writing scripts and I'll be like, this is garbage and I don't finish it. Well, I've written, I've written five features. I've written, you know, probably 10 pilots. I've written multiple specs, Always Sunny. I wrote a Always Sunny spec called it, The Game Hey, you finish them. The game gets AIDS. The gang gets AIDS. That's funny. Yeah. What an office well, spec. Well, props to you for finishing I wrote a that. Dexter spec back in college about um, a uh, Dexter uh, killed the guy he murdered was a uh, the, his his like victim of the episode was a uh, guy who is mentally retarded, which is someone I had in in my like in my life. We, like I knew like a mentally retarded guy, and I like what if he was a bad guy? So Dexter struggles with the ethics of does this man who I Sounds have like to kill, um, do, do, does it, is it, is it, is it moral? Does he know what he's doing? And yeah, my teacher used it as his, as the class example as for the outline. But then I, uh, as a lazy piece of shit, um, I, uh, I had my girlfriend at the time, uh, write the 60 page script because I was, I was finished at, because oh, I had, you wrote the I had, treatment of it. I wrote the treatment of it and I had probably three days to write about a hundred pages for another script that I was way behind on. So I wrote that other script, not doing it service, not giving it justice. What a nice girlfriend to write that for you, though. Oh, yeah. So that's all. Women, Ari, are, do you believe that women are the angels of the earth? <laughs> I think if this, if this is a serious question. This is a serious question. I think with both men and women, there are very good men and very good women, and there are very bad men and there are very bad women. So I think... The angels of the earth could be any gender. I guess I haven't had experience with very bad women. Maybe because I always make myself the bad. I always feel like the bad guy. Oh, they're out there. So I feel that women are the angels of the earth. That's very sweet. But no, there's definitely some terrible, terrible women who will rip your heart out of your chest and stomp it on the ground and eat it like Skittles. And then spit it out and then vomit the Skittle version of your heart and then it's just lying there all chewed up on the sidewalk outside and that's just your heart and then you try and scoop it back up and put it back in your body but you it's still missing something it's coagulated and it's lost its colors it's bright colors yeah the skittles yeah let's take some calls (laughs) i forget what we were talking about an hour before that oh you're, you're all the scripts you wrote that sounds like a good episode of Dexter. I want to watch that now. Yeah. You should rewrite that episode, but not as Dexter, just as a different serial killer television show type. Yeah. Because it sounds good. Thank you. Or someone out there listening should and send it in to us. An angel out there. An angel out there should write it. Ghost hey. write it. Okay. My angel made me pancakes today. Wow. Over a year into the relationship, and she's making you pancakes. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. Let me hook up to this reader here. Were they good? They're delicious. She's an amazing cook. My next apartment show, July 10th. I don't know if this episode will be out in time, but it's going to be called Ari's Pancake Powwow. And I'm planning on getting microwaved pancakes See, and giving them to the whole audience that's that's 
that's great. That's brilliant. If I may, yes, that that is very. It's very bachelor. There's a lot of bachelor stylings of your apartment. Your show? life, no, your life oh, my whole style. Life. I guess there. The, 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 we'll you... get microwave pancakes. Like, a, like you know, a girl would be like, "We'll make." There's going to be a yellow theme color to this, and we're, you know what I mean, like right. And I and funny, nice. I had a girl say she would come and cook pancakes for everyone. Yeah, and I said yes. But I'm going to get the microwaves back up because to you, all women are angels. To me, this angel woman who offered to cook pancakes, who I do love, is probably going to bail <laughs> in my head. So realistically, I think it'll be microwavable pancakes. Well, we'll just have to find out on Ari's Pancake Powwow. What's the date for that, Ari? July 10th, 2019. I'll have my shotgun there. Diamond the Snake will be there and Diamond the Scorpion will be there as well. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, if you like shotguns <laughs> in a, the same room as your perf- list watching comedy. There will be knives Velcroed to the bottom of every surface in my apartment. There's no, that's show. that's a false. That's false. We'll see. I believe it's false. We'll see. Um, this call is from Christine Zappa. Mm. Any relation to Frank? Not that I know of. Christine? Christine Zappa. Oh, here we go. Hi, I'm just calling in. I just have a couple questions. Currently, I am divorced, and I was just curious what I can do to get back out there. I don't, I was married for seven years, and I just don't know what to do. I don't know how to approach a guy that I might be interested in. Or if we just do small talk, I'm just a little curious about that because I am getting pretty lonely. And Aww. I'm just curious as to how I would go about approaching a guy that I'm interested in. I think she hit it on the nail personally. I think, yeah, you start with small talk. Yeah. That's how you, you can't really skip small talk. Can you? I don't know. It's hard to meet people, you know? It's hard. It's scary. But if, especially as a girl, if a girl walks up to a random guy and does small talk, even if that guy's not interested, they're going to be nice to you. That's true. I think. To, yeah, well, I don't know. For the most know. part. I mean, there's exceptions to every rule. But if any girl walks up to me and makes small talk, hey, yeah. how are you? Yeah. How's your day? Yeah. yeah. Good, thank you. Cool. How's your day? Yeah. Yeah. My, my day is good. I have a shotgun and a snake named Diamond, and I have uh, knives Velcroed to every surface of my home. How's your day? Yeah, exactly. See, it's not that hard. And then you might make go in there with small talk, and you're going to find out right away if this guy's normal or not. Yeah. He might say that. What if What if you first time meeting a guy, you say, hey, how's your day? And he starts talking about his knives Velcroed to under, under his surfaces. Probably a weird guy. That's Yeah, that's all right, though. True. Weird guys are cool. Yeah. Yeah. Pat's a weird guy. Yeah. Who want, Who wants to be normal? Not me. Not me. Sure as hell not me. I think the normal people are people who are scared that's to the, be themselves. That's the true insanity of the world yeah. is like, I think, reacting reacting with... that. That's why that's one of my issues with the world is like, oh, so I'm just supposed to play pretend like everything's okay? Play the game. Play the I've been game. having issues with that, with women mostly, but also in life. It's like, yeah, people want you to play the game, to not voice your real opinions if, they're, if your opinions are a little bit 
real or confrontational. Yeah. yeah. If you have a, but it's so conflicting. That's because okay. that's true. Because it's like, but at the same time, you know, silence is golden. Sit down and shut up. All that. There's nothing wrong with any of that. That stuff is all also nice. Yeah. That stuff is also good. But okay, back to Christine. How, don't go on Tinder. You're, you're anti Tinder. I'm not anti Tinder, but you're not gonna meet what you're looking for in in a in a in likely likely you just you need you just need to uh you just need to put yourself in 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 uh situations that are probably outside your comfort zone christine and uh yeah and be and be be open and yeah making small talk with the guy is is good you know i mean i've had i don't know if you've had this but sometimes when you pursue someone if you're like interested if christine if you if you have a crush on that guy for, for example the just the laws of attraction are basically like magnets. So if you come towards the guy, sometimes he may push away. I felt that, you know, when. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you always want what you can't have. Mm-hmm. So don't you can make small talk, but don't come on too strong because yes. it can push guys away. And I've, I I know what you're saying, and I agree with you on both ends of the spectrum. If you're a guy, you don't want to come on to a girl too strong. Same thing. But your thoughts on Tinder, I agree with you, and I disagree with you all at the same time. It's like. Yeah, your chances of meeting someone you love on Tinder probably are small. But that being said, uh, I have some close friends of mine that have met their wives on Tinder. Yeah. It, it It's a numbers. At the end of the day, the chances are whoever you meet isn't going to be the one. Yeah. But it is kind of a little bit in some sense a numbers game. Yeah. And you may meet the right person on it's Tinder. It, de- it depends on. But Yeah, but you, you, you will probably have to go through uh, scumbags like me to get but nothing comes easy in life don't put out on the first date i'd say that's the game i think that's a little bit of the game that we were talking against think, but but i think i think you might be right I th- i'm trying to think of all the relationship the relationships i've gotten into and i don't think anything that i i'm not i i maybe that's i don't think that's true but i think if for the most part there uh any relationships i've gotten into there was not not sex on the, sex first, on the first date I've had one girl, uh, one of my five girlfriends, we had sex on the first date. It was a good relationship. And part of me thinks, why, if we want to have sex with each other, we're both adults. This is real life. Why not act on those desires? Why, not, why play this game of waiting? Yeah. But then at the same time. Also, I have knives. It's nice to wait. And I have knives. Yeah. So, yeah, those are, the, those are our thoughts. Let's take one more call. This is from Joseph Castilian. Hey, Doc, I got a question. So my ex and I split a few years ago, and I still have feelings for him. You know, I moved away for work, and we're about 1,700 miles apart. So even if I come visit family in Chicago, we still hang out. We go eat dinner. We go to the movies. I even stay over at his place. It feels like nothing's changed, but we're not together anymore. I sometimes tell him how I feel, and he says he doesn't always feel the same, but yet when he cuddles me and he kisses me, I feel like everything's back to normal, even though we're not together. So, Doc, what's your suggestion? Should I break it up and just stop seeing him altogether, or should I keep pursuing it and hope so we can get back together? Thanks. It's tough. You know, because, you know, there most relationships, there's one person who feels more strongly 
than the other. And this sounds like one of those situations to me. Does it sound like one of those situations to you, Ari? It does. I think, unfortunately, you should not be pursuing that man. If you want to keep hooking up with him while you look for something else and you could handle that, sure. But it sounds like he doesn't want to be with you and he's made it clear. He says, he's literally said it to you. You've asked him. He's been, he's being honest. So maybe it's move on, move on. sounds like you can't handle just hooking up with this guy and maybe, you know, try give women a shot. (laughs) I mean, give him a shot. If you haven't already, I don't know your history. I don't know your history. I don't know your history, but I am a big proponent of experimentation and, trying new things and and fulfilling God's desires. So so is God's desire you're so that's a joke. I'm assuming saying that God's desires are to have male and female. God's together. desires are to have male and female together. I don't know. I'm not saying those aren't my I don't care if you hook up with guys, but I'm just saying might as well give what God wants to try first. <laughs> Maybe he has. And, and maybe you have, and, and that's so. In that case, ignore my suggestion and keep keep going with guys, but a different guy, not this guy. God this loves. This guy's not interested. God loves gay people. God loves every person. Yeah. But God thinks that gay people are making mistakes by being gay. One version oh, the Christian of God. God. Yeah, yeah, Christian God, Christianity from an yeah. Sorry, but, I, you're you know, right. They had a lot of things. Uh, they had a lot of. They had a lot of uh, views on uh, people on on people that I agree were not, but they still. I don't. Know, I'm not. That's why I'm not, not Christian. Even, the world's not even that much like that much more progressive. As as much it, it is, it is, but it's sort of like increments. Yeah, it's getting, there. it's getting there. But yeah, there. that's why I'm not a Christian because I think gay people should be allowed to be together. I think it's getting there. I mean, like, like, yeah, with uh, yeah, with uh, acceptance of. Homosexuality, homosexuality, in culture, women in the workplace, in like people our age, you know, equal our, pay. Yeah, it's all like it's like it's like yeah, it's all good. When do you think it'll be a thing where guys don't hold doors open for girls? I like that. I do too. I like being a gentleman, but the way it's moving, do you think it'll ever be the case where it's not common practice for a guy to pay for the first date? Do you think? Do you think in our lifetimes, 10 years from now, if you offer to pay for a woman's food, she'll be like, I'm buying my own food. I'm a, I'm a grown woman. I don't know what the, what the future holds. Guess. Educated guess. Educated guess. Do you think in 10 years from now, a girl who's 10 years old right now. I think in 10 years from now, women are going to be killing men like flies. I could see that. Yeah, I could definitely see that. They're going to invent some sort of robot. To kill men, to kill men with, like a man killing robot. Hillary Clinton will probably be behind it. Some will. The man killing robot will kill some, but you know what beats the pleasure of just slicing a man's throat? Some Hillary Clinton would say, <laughs> if you ask me. I would. I man. I would like. I would, I don't know anything about Elizabeth Warren. I'm not a politics fan. I don't even know who that is. But she's one of the people running. I wish she was. I wish president? she was one of the front runners for president. I would she's love, not. 
I don't know who the front runners are. It seems like Bernie or Biden. I'm I'm not sure. I don't uh-huh. I don't follow. I'm not I don't follow politics. I, yeah, I don't much either. I hate politics. But you like her. You like her energy that she gives out. I don't even know what she looks like. I don't know what she stands for. But she seems like to have presidential qualities. What what qualities about her seem that way? She's to you? not Hillary Clinton. She's old. She's oh, you don't been, like Hillary? She uh no, I don't think Hillary's very. You know, I don't think Hillary's very human. Right. Um, yeah, she's a man-killing robot. <laughs> um, but I would vote for Hillary. Um, I did. Um, oh, you didn't? I didn't vote. But yeah. I'm voting for Trump this election. Yeah. All right. That's cool. But what do you like about Elizabeth Warren? Um, that, that she's old. She has experience. She seems like like presidential. That she's she's a woman. Uh, she. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. There's just something about she. She just she just has a little bit of uh, of like authority from my own perception. Like she seems like she could be. She seems like the real deal as a politician. I mean, nobody's a real deal. I hate politicians, but she seems like she seems legit. You know, like a headlining comedian goes up and does stand up, and you're she like, has oh, the confidence. they do stand up. Yeah, she has the confidence of a president. You think she could carry herself? Maybe. Yeah, just just I for whatever reason. President Elizabeth She'll go with her Warren. gut. She's not afraid to make decisions in crucial times. Yeah. I like that. Maybe I'll have to check her out. Yeah. I could, ch- you know, I say I'm voting for Trump now, but I still have time to change my mind. I'm open minded. I just, for me, uh, not that we should get political because I'm kind of like you. I don't like politics, but the liberal media, every day, every, every time I listen to any news source, any comedic news source or real news source, it's bashing Trump. That's all they do for 10 minutes. And they've bashed Trump so much that I'm rooting for him. And maybe that's stupid. Maybe that's really stupid, but that's that's how I am. I'm a contrarian, and I naturally rebel against the common something that's overdone. And that's what they've pushed me to do, and I think I'm not alone in that. I think there's a lot of people. I mean, more power to you. uh, I'm afraid of Trump has a bit of uh, authority authoritarianism and uh the culture he he seems to affect the culture in uh in a negative way to me the culture of like people just in a coffee shop the vibe like trump has affected the vibe in america to uh uh, to in my opinion sort of a like i don't know like a like a weird numb alienating like like way but you know he's not the only force in that there's a lot there's you know social media and phones and just a, bu- a bunch of he's bunch definitely of things made things lives. very divisive i feel like yeah he's made things very like are you in or are you out are you this or are you that yeah and then he's also i don't like that uh if you go to another country we're kind of the laughing stock right yeah. now because of our well, president well, i saw i saw today i saw the i saw like um i was on a Alex Morgan, the f- soccer player, the female soccer player, um, uh, her her Instagram, and she had they're selling T-shirts that say USA versus everybody, and they're in Paris wearing <laughs> these T-shirts, and it's like, what what message does that send? USA versus everybody. But that's not a Trump thing. That's a that t- coach made that decision probably. <laughs> versus everybody, it's like that's it's like, an America issue or or that team issue. I don't know whose issue that is, but that's not a Trump thing. Why has it got to be versus? I mean, yeah, I don't in a like sport. It's okay. You I know? definitely, I have pride. I have America pride. I like America. I don't think it's the best, but it's definitely up there. 
but yeah, people who walk around with that blind I mean, sense look, we of pride. We gotta be comedians. Yeah, we gotta be comedians. It's great. I'm not complaining. But the people who walk around America's number one and have never been anywhere else, come on, give it a rest. Give it a rest. What is that? But there's countries where it's even worse. You ever been to Israel? No. To me, Israelis have even more blind pride than America. You go there, they go, Israel's the best at everything. Yeah. And they're like, no, it isn't. It's an intense culture. Yeah. Like the like the the vibe there is very is, is pretty intense. Are you Israeli? No, but I'm Jewish, so I got a free trip to Israel. Birthright. Birthright, and the whole time you're there, they're just co- trying to convince you to move there. And every person you meet goes, "Oh, have you ever had the pizza here? It's the best pizza in the world." Yeah. And there's like, there's no, a look isn't. in their eyes like they might kill you. They're they definitely will if they need to. <laughs> they're yeah they they have a lot of pride that. A pride in defending themselves and being okay with attacking to get what's right. <laughs> to get what's right. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we got political there at the end. Anything else you want to go over? I want to uh, encourage everyone, invite everyone to check out uh, the Reagan and Watkins album. I have a band called Reagan and Watkins with uh, Jeremiah Watkins, who you may know from Kill Tony and his podcast, Jeremiah Wonders and The Wave at the Roast Battle. And yeah, he's have, in everything. We've worked. Uh, we've worked. Uh, we've we've worked. Spent past four years working on an act, uh, a live a uh, musical act, and we we have a bunch of, I guess, comedic, funny, uh, comedic, catchy songs that have been li- that have been tested in front of difficult, uh, you know, stand up crowds over years, and we worked our ass off in making the most professional, um, highest quality, just best best album we best album we were able to make. We gave it our all. And um, I think at worst, so you're going to think it's okay at worst. I think most of you are going to listen to it and say, this is great. Yeah, I think there's hope. But I don't think anyone's going to listen to it and say it's bad. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. So uh, listen to the Reagan Watkins album and uh, we're going to play a song from the album at the end of the podcast. Yeah, that's okay with Ari. Definitely. You could pick the song. Which song are we going to play right now? Um, Let's play a song called This Fall, which is a sequel to a song that you hear on the album earlier. Also, to anyone listening to the album, there's a storyline. It's like it's it's we we made it like more like a movie. Um, so if so you so I encourage anyone who listens to it. I invite anyone who listens to it to listen to it um, from beginning to end. In order. In I order. have one of your first albums that was just on a uh, a blank CD. CDR, yeah. A CDR, and uh, I you gave it to me one night at an open mic, and I had it in my car. For years. Now it's gone. But it was in my go. It, when I had a five disc CD changer yeah. in the car, it was one of the five. Yeah. And then when I went down to one, my my car I have now only has one disc CD. Yeah. It's gone. Did you like it? Yeah. It was great. And I bet you this is even better. They're what both. You, they're I, both I, good? I, I, I like them both. They're, they're, they're different. And, uh, and yeah, I think if you. Here's why I don't think anyone's. You'll at least think it's okay. Because. They're funny and they're weird. Their music is funny and weird, which is which I like. But even if you don't like funny or, or kind of obscure, the melody and Pat's musical ability and singing is very good. And Jeremiah's singing. And Jeremiah, excuse me. Yeah. But both Pat and Jeremiah, and voices musical together, ability is there, great. There's something cool about bands and about music uh, that when you have, when you have uh, people doing something together, it's, it can be greater than the sum of its parts. Right, the harmonies, the the voices congregating can sometimes just make such a unique 
beautiful sound that you guys need to hear. And like I said, if you think it's funny, I think you're going to think it's great. And even if you don't like their sense of humor, because humor is subjective, not everyone likes everything, you'll still like it just for the music. Thank you. And the story. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Ari. See you later. Later. I'll see you later. I'll see you later. Just like fall, you've changed.